0: Recorded live. One, two, one, two. We are back Tuesday night. Guard your grill boxing. I am your host, Roberto Flack. Soon to be joined by R.O.D. And I think my man Bo, who is in DR right now, far and away from what I may be experiencing down here in South Florida in the next couple of days, Hurricane Matthew, category four hurricane that, unfortunately, being a South Floridian, Uh, is one of the downfalls of living in the quote-unquote sunshine state as, uh, you know, anybody who is familiar with hurricanes knows what I'm talking about. And, you know, for most of the Midwesterners and and even people from the West Coast, you know, you guys don't experience this. This is uh, usually a hectic time for people who, um, you know, well, in general, you know, for winds up to 140 miles an hour and things as such but uh you know we're hoping for the best uh I, i'm all situated uh as far as food and supplies and things of that nature gas and so forth but uh you know i want to first and foremost man send my thoughts to haiti who uh they they really got it slammed today man um and, and that's kind of something we're hoping doesn't happen to us down, like, in the South Florida area, man, like, if you're in Palm Beach and, and below, or even if you're in Orlando, you know, you're going to get the, you're, you know, you're going to feel something out of the storm, man, so uh, we're hoping for the best, man, so, and, and really, uh, my thoughts are with Haiti right now, man, who, like I said, got really destroyed today. So, man, we got some boxing to talk about, like, like this month isn't riddled with, any major fights as we've been kind of talking about, uh, you know, from the previous shows, you know, October's kind of, and no disrespect to obviously the fights that will be um, on and you'll be able to catch, it's uh, you know, De La Mundo or Stray on TV. Or, and, and another avenue as well as far as a, a, a place you can watch fights on Friday night and on a place or, or on, on somewhere where you would least expect a Trying to get into it later down in the show, um, as it pertains to the real topic of the show uh, this week. You know, like I said, there's not a lot of fights to really cover. There was a fight over the weekend. Um, it was Nathan Cleverly. and I, I can't I can't pronounce the dude's name. I mean, I, I saw the fight, uh, Brammer, and I caught it late. Like I forgot it. I forgot what was going on, and I and I was you know I managed to get a late viewing of it and. Uh, I mean, Clint really looked—he—he he looked good, you know, for the most part. But you know, the the fight ended, obviously, in a, you know, or, or unfortunately, I should say, in in a, a corner stoppage, being that Browner's arm got or his elbow or something like got dislocated. You know, I mean, you can't continue the fight, and um, that was pretty much it. You know, so I mean, that that was as much uh, boxing that I saw this weekend, outside of. Um, uh, a Ring TV slash Golden Boy card that, again, I'll get to later down on the road. But um, there is some news popping up as far as, you know, like I said, being that not a lot is going on this month. uh, There are – there's obviously the the monster November month, but we're starting to hear little trickles into December, and there's nothing really – Set in stone, I should say, and, you know, there's always rumors floating around, but, you know, there's been this talk of Julian Williams and Jamal Charlo fighting for this IBF title, who, you know, Charlo is the champion. And uh, I, can't, I haven't gotten any uh, concrete, info, you know, solid information, and you know, shot to Coltrane, who's going to hit up uh, Julian Williams' coach, Bredman. To see if this fight is actually going down, as I'm hearing something about December, I, I, I think the boxing heads want to see this fight. This, this is a, a fight a lot of us have been really waiting for since the summertime when when Charlo, you know, won his title. And, you know, we're at a point where we're like, um, you know, J-Rock's kind of like that dark horse of the division, man. We've had him on the show, and I I think he's one of those guys that hasn't really gotten the opportunity yet that some of these other guys have or or, or even at the at, at a point of uh, getting like major looks major features i mean this definitely would be one considering it I mean, it's a world title shot and, and i would think they would put it on a, a better than decent platform be it showtime or what have you or spike tv where um i would cancel any friday plans to see that fight man but i mean Um, I I think Coltrane was going to get back with us as far as uh, solid, solid confirmation if that was the actual case, because if that is the case, Friday or Saturday, cancel my plans. I am watching that fight. (laughs) But uh, on to other news, man. Uh, Alexander Povetkin is back in the news. And again, a lot of you may have not been aware of this, but he didn't necessarily get quote-unquote cleared for the whole testing, but... I mean, I guess he did, right? Uh, they they said his his B sample or something came back uh, negative, or something along the lines where the WBC was going to grant him that number one status again, but he's going to have to fight Bermaine Stavern for that case and, and or or at least for that standing again. And apparently, like they're going to purse bid, but it looks like this fight might happen. And you know, for for Povekin, you know, we're talking about the heavyweight division. We're talking about Deontay Wilder. And we're talking about, you know, now this situation with uh, Joshua and uh, Klitschko, you know, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, Pavekin's always kind of been there. You know, and, and the thing is, there is kind of a dark cloud over him now because of the whole allegations. And actually, well, not really allegations. I mean, it has become a, a positive. I mean, any which way you look at it. But he's only, you know, he's only lost to Vladimir Klitschko, you know, which at, at least when he lost him, what isn't saying anything bad, you know, so, uh, Bramain is the last, like, quality guy per, you know, quasi quality guy that I think, uh, Deontay Wilder himself has seen, so I guess it's sort of, uh, when, you know, one of those situations in boxing where it, it's, uh, you're matching the same opponents and, you know, see what happens, and, For me, like if the WBC is going to grant the Povetkin Wilder fight, while I have my opinions about it, it's still a better quality fight than what uh, Deontay Wilder could face. Now I'm hearing something about David Hay. I mean, I don't know to the validity of that, but um. You know, we'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see. If, you know, if that actually takes place, because that'd be kind of interesting. So, uh, I mean, they're supposed, like I said, this is supposedly like a, a purse going on. Uh, I would assume they would, situate the fight and get it going. You know, and uh, the crazy part about this is, and people forget, Romain Stivern is signed to Don King, <laughs> and Don King somehow, some way, always puts himself. It, it, it's I mean people forget like we talk about Bob Arum and Bob arum has been around for a long time. And Bob Arum, I think, in the later stages no doubt has been the more more successful promoter. I mean that that's not even like a, an argument. But Don King after everything, man, and, and and here he's got his offices over here. Um he's uh he he he's manages to stay around, man. So and I for, I kind of forgot that he's He's uh he he has uh, remains to run under under stable so we'll have to see when that actually occurs and, and when that fight actually takes place because it is eliminated so whoever wins this will fight Wilder uh so you know but Pavicen has his chance again <laughs> we'll kind of you know we'll kind of have to wait and see so the, back back to Klitschko and Joshua now actually before I get to them man, and. R.O.D. was, you know, we, we had we've been kind of chatting back and forth, and Coltrane as well. This whole situation with um, Tyson Fury, man, uh, he basically came, uh, he, he was medically not cleared to fight. They're saying he had mental issues. Then he he was tested positive for cocaine. Then he came out and said like he used a lot of cocaine. There's people around him that are fearing for his life. There's fighters. That had you know in Europe in the UK that are like saying man like this guy's like very close to like you know calling it calling it quits you know not just a boxing career which kind of came up as well you know him you know it's announcing his retirement then he's kind of you know uh, backtracking it but I mean I I think it's quite clear that he is not a stable guy right now and boxing should be the last thing on his mind and I it's it, yo know, it's wild. That I don't even think he's thirty yet. Like somebody, like I don't know why I thought that he was uh, he was thirty years old, or excuse me, where I, I thought like he was older than thirty. But I, somebody was saying today, or I I think was it um, Billy Joe Saunders? Like he was in an interview today because he's, he's got a fight this month, right? So. Uh, and he's still talking about he wants to fight. I, apparently, like Canelo or Golovkin, that's going to be his next fight, either or. Which uh, we'll, you know we'll see when that ha- when that happens. But uh, he was kind of hinting at the fact that Tyson Fury, man, is uh, on the brink of like total destruction, man. And you know it's really sad, you know, because yeah, he is, man. Wow, he isn't thirty. He, he's not even. 30. He's only, He's twenty eight years old. But but it's like he looks like he's. He looks like he's deep into his thirties, I and mean, again, man, that could be like heavy drug use. I mean, I don't want—I don't want to like claim that, but um, you know, he's admitting like he's—he's he's used a lot of coke and so forth, man. So, I mean, I—I hope the best for him, to be honest with you, man. I mean, I like—I you—you never want to see this transpire with like anybody, man. No matter like no matter if you're an entertainer or an athlete or whatever, you know. I mean, there, there's. A lot of people that have dealt with people that have had like substance abuse and such, and you know, I hope for the best as it relates to Tyson Fury. And I think I hope his people, you know, like his fan, you know, his family, his father, his brother, are, are, are kind of like you know, hope hoping that you know that you know they they get him together, and you know, I'm hoping boxing isn't a the first thing on my mind. Who we got on the line? This is Bo. What's crackin'? Bo, what is poppin', man? Calling from Dominican Republic. Am I am I uh, am I right?
2: You got it. That's right. That's right. Yes,
0: sir. Shout out to my people in Santo Domingo. And uh, yeah, man, uh, appreciate you calling, man. On your on your on your vacay, man. You, you you're on a, on that extended vacay out of out of the way of the storm. Yeah, I know,
2: man. That storm is coming too. It's raining like it's raining cats and dogs out here.
0: Yeah, B. Yeah, yeah, man. i I, I was uh, like opening the show up basically, uh, you know, we're you know, I'm in South Florida, man, you know, I'm in the in the from Palm Beach and Lower. I'm in that area where, you know, we're we're kinda like on pins and needles trying to see what's going on, man.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> no, uh, kinda crazy. crazy, man. Yeah, I don't know about you, you know, I'm still I'm I'm looking at it. it's it's gonna slam Cuba. It already didn't hit Haiti real hard.
0: Yeah, man. I, that's what I was saying. Like you know, with Haiti, you know, Haiti really got slammed today, man. I mean, that's just oh Well, you know, they got
2: crazy. no um they they have no sewer system. So they have yeah, no structure no or
0: anything, man. Yeah, it's just suck. Yeah, they man. got they
2: water it's, got nowhere to go. Yeah. So
0: Uh, uh yeah. so here is just me and you? Uh right now, man, I think R. O. D. was gonna join us uh in a little while, but I mean I was um really just talking real quick about uh, well I was mentioning Pavekin and, and Bermain Steverner are gonna Apparently, fight as a person, but uh, that it's going to be a WBC eliminator. So Pavlikin has a chance to, like you know, redeem himself, quote unquote. That's um uh, As far as you know, getting a shot at Deontay Wilder, but uh, you know, I think one, one of the one of the major things, you know, at, at least with boxing fans and really UK, you know, fans are, as far as they're concerned, is Tyson Fury man, um, just just like. A crazy set of circumstances, man. That really, I think, has transpired since he beat Klitschko. Like, I mean, if you look at what's happened since, man. I mean, he gave him the IBF title, but he didn't want to. He didn't want to a mandatory. So, and then he, he, then they were supposed to rematch. Then, so I was Somebody got injured. Then they go to re. They go again. He backed out. And now that they're, they were saying he, he was. Um, He's got mental issues, you know, he wasn't clear to fight and then, you know, the the these tests came back that he tested positive for cocaine. You yeah. know, now mind you, man, like, you know, we this sport has had its history with cocaine users. No, don't get me wrong. Oh, but, yeah. Um he doesn't look like he's in a very good place right now, man. Correct. And I was just saying I was just saying, like, I'm hoping his brother and his father and really his family, everybody, man, is just trying to get behind him. In every, every which way possible, man. Because there's a lot of people, <coughs> excuse me, that are either in the UK area or for the whether fighters and trainers, and like they're, they're like genuinely concerned, man. So like I'm hoping for the yeah. best that he 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 overcomes, you know, what he's going through, man. Yeah, that's that, he he's going
2: through a lot, man. He's actually going through a lot, but you know the. Um, you know, we I, I talked about this. Shout out to my boys over there at the at uh, God's Boxing Talk Two K. we talked about it, man, and you know, to to some degree, man, it it just really see, it really feels like there might be something else going on that maybe yeah. some outside force is actually trying to mess with uh, Tyson Fury here, because you know when you think about it, for for some unknown reason that has not yet to be explained to us, the IBF just stripped him. And they knew he had a rematch clause, okay? So the IBF yes. just decided, nope, you know what, that's not good enough. Bam, you know, give us the title. You know, okay, so they strip him. All right. Then um, Tyson Fury always has have, have, have been a happy-go-lucky type of guy. He's never like – I just can't see a lot of the things that they're saying. You know, they waited all this time for the doping thing, and I actually was, was talking to um, – I was on – I don't know if you ever heard of Baylor IC. Uh, Ingram Jones, he has that U.K. channel. and uh, uh, no, make, I, I don't think I'm familiar. Okay, but uh, he um, he had Peter Fury on there, and Peter Fury kind of explained how, you know, they were under the impression, according to the U.K. USADA, that they were supposed to come in for just for um, they had some questions for him <laughs> pertaining to his diet and everything. Then he said, they go, they talk, they ask the questions. Then two days later, he's charged. Oh no, they told him, okay, everything is fine. He was cleared. Then two days later, they find out he was charged. So, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's some, it's, it's mad stuff going on and it's sad, but I, I, I also look at it like how Tyson Fury is taking it. Like, you don't know if he's for real because he plays so much. Like, he jokes and plays so much. Remember, he did the whole Batman thing. Yeah, switch, yeah, yeah. Switch. So he jokes and plays so <laughs> much. singing you know what and all that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he jokes and plays so much, you know. So, oh, man. it's So it, it's kind of hard to tell with, with him. But I also find it interesting. I, I, I said it then, I'll say it again, um, that I find it interesting how – Here's a guy who was able to do – apparently got – failed a cocaine test, but then he takes a picture. as Tony Montana. I'm like, no one, no American fighter could ever do something like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no American <laughs> fighter could get busted. I mean, can you imagine the feedback for the guy if he'd have been sitting there with IV on and talking about something? Yeah, this is how you don't get caught. <laughs> craziness, craziness. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. So, it's, you know, you know it's, it's keeping his name alive. It's keeping the sport being talked about, so – you know, it on, it's, it's, it's Tyson Fury. We, we're going to have to see how this plays out because, like I, like I said, I'm not saying that he's innocent of all things. I just find it hard looking at his, like, there are always clues to a guy falling apart or a guy having issues. Like, I'm looking at his worth ethnic. I'm looking at, you know, um, you know how he fights and everything like that. I'm like, there was no signs there. And then, of course, you got to remember, he didn't target just anybody to win the title. He targeted the man, Klitschko. You see what I'm saying? Right. He targeted the man. So I, that just doesn't seem like somebody unstable would do that. But we'll see, man. I, I'm interested to see how this plays out because it, it is interesting.
0: Yeah, it is, man. It is, definitely. It is. And, and I think we got R.O.D. on the line. We, 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 You over there?
1: I'm here, man. I'm here. I'm just sitting here listening to you. I'm up at parental duties.
0: Oh, man. Hey. Really? <laughs> we we all we all know about that on the, on this call, man. Definitely, definitely, man. Um, did right. you want to? I mean, we 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 were uh, we were talking about uh, Tyson Fury, like in the you know between you know you know me and you and our you know and Coltrane. Did you want to add anything as far as like? What no, came I just to you hit? know it's, it's funny, man. I, Tyson Fury, unfortunately,
1: man, is a serious Ricardo Mayorga. What do I mean by that? Everybody, everybody follows Ricardo Mayorga for his antics, you know, but, we, you know, somehow or another, he gets lucky here and there. And Tyson Fury just had more success than Ricardo Mayorga, winning, like, a coveted championship um, in boxing, the heavyweight championship, or having a piece of it, and beating, you know, a kingpin that's had it for years, and, and Vitali and Vladimir Klitschko. The problem I have with him is just the situation that you had with him that you guys just talked about is, you know, this constant playing around. Like, you have it. You have an issue now. Let me let me rewind for a second. Um, some of you guys know that I do, you know, do things with mental disorders and illnesses for living here and there. And one of the things we got to remember, man, is that um, when people have mental illnesses, because remember, Brooke is a mental illness. The first thing, no joke, that you see a lot of people do when they have mental disorders is they try to mask it through drugs and alcohol. So, you know, obviously the first time when you heard he had a mental disorder, and then you heard he tested positive for cocaine, it goes, you know, it goes together like Pete and Burn and Joey. You know, they're kind of synonymous with each other. So he does have a serious problem, albeit it's kind of funny because he's joking about it. He's like, I'm retiring. Then you see, like, I'm like, "Dag man, he must really be messed up. I'm talking to train, I'm talking Roberto. Like, yo, man, this is serious. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, psych. I got all you guys I'm not retiring. Matter of fact, as soon as, as soon as this is done, I'll be right back. All praise Jesus. And I'm just sitting here like, you gotta be kidding me, man. Like, this is serious, and you're still joking. And I think this is the type of cat we have. We have a a six foot nine clown. Um, no, he. I don't. <laughs> He, I mean, it was gr- It was so crazy because I told Roberto in the last press conference he kind of switched up his whole pitch, and he was just like, almost like it was like his last day of work. Did you get that feeling, Roberto? Remember I said that to you? It was almost like,
0: hey, if I don't, yeah. hey, if I don't fight
1: anymore, you know, I've accomplished everything. Oh, I'm not going to sit here and talk trash to you. And it was like more gentlemanly. You know, it was just like, what in the world is going on? So. I don't know, man. Like, it's a shame, man, but again, this is what boxing has been deduced to today. It's just, you know, a lot of playing around, people not taking it seriously, and um, things of this, caliber. The last time we heard about somebody having a mental illness or a breakdown was Alvin McCall. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but the crazy part about it was everybody took Alvin McCall seriously. It wasn't like you know, he was like a known prankster, clown type of guy, running around in Batman suits and you know talking trash and how boring your fights are. I mean, if you think about it, you know, one a couple weeks from now, it will be a year since he won that championship. Yeah. So again, you know, I don't want to joke with uh, you know, Tyson Fury's a jokester. I don't want to joke about mental illness. There's nothing to joke about. Um. It's unfortunate that it's happened that way. The good part about it is we may have a good fight, or we may have another fight at namesake and Joshua and Vladimir. We talked about last week. But the bad thing about it is, is that you know, you know, Tyson Fury has to has to get mentally well, and you know, hopefully, man, he he will prayerfully he will get well soon, and um, you know, because mental illness is no joke, man. You know, when you talk about people killing themselves, you talk about people killing others. You talk about people not staying seamlessly back in life and not doing the things they want to do. It's a serious matter. So while he's joking about it, you know, deep down inside, I know that he's really hurting, and we know that he he has a serious problem.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I, I, think, I think just boxing at this point should be, like, the least of the concerns. I, I, I mean, and again, like, he he's He's kind of like a tough book to figure out you know as far as like what his whole m o is but again man, that really could be just like he he has some, some like social issues you know i mean and, and that is very well possible you know but so, i mean we'll see man i mean we'll we'll i mean he i don't think uh he's out of the limelight <laughs> anytime soon, so you know we're gonna find out what um you know what what ends up becoming of uh tyson fury. But as it relates to, I mean, you were mentioning it as well. We could, or it looks like they're trying to make this uh, Vladimir Klitschko and Anthony Joshua fight. But there, there seems to be some type of uh, issue with the belts and and what what's going to be on the line and what's because they haven't. At least I don't think they haven't officially vacated uh, or they haven't stripped uh type of period belts. I thought they did it. Oh, they did? I thought so. I I mean I think I they know. I think it was the WBO. The WBO they stripped him of, but he still has the WBA title. That one hasn't been figured out yet 'cause the the and Andy Ruiz and this other guy, they're gonna fight for that title, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But um as it relates to Klitschko and him I would assume that it would be a unification fight if that was going to be, you know, unless the, unless Klitschko Fury just becomes, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, Klitschko and uh, and Joshua just becomes for the IBF title, but at least for Klitschko's sake, I mean, he really has nothing to gain from it; He's just getting paid a lot of money. But from what I've seen, both camps have said okay to the fight. So if it's a if it's a unification fight, kind of I guess it would make sense for uh, for Klitschko as well. But I mean that's what, what I thought was they 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 had it officially signed. I mean they they were like you know no pump the brakes, but I think a lot of it has to deal with the, with the belt situation. So I mean we'll kind of like go down. Uh, well I guess we'll 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 hear about it. That, you know in in the next few weeks I would assume. But what's, um, interesting, what's interesting is and I'll go back. This guy that
1: had mental, mental illness, a mental illness, and again, when you talk about, and he's he's been pretty much outright about it, and, you know, somebody that we all know and love, the world has loved, has hated him, and they love him now is Mike Tyson. Yeah. Um, tons of, you know, mental problems, you know, success getting to him early as a young age, you know, his, his rough childhood, you know, did a lot of things to mask it. But it's so crazy how he's never ever tested positive for anything like, you know, like how Tyson Fury has. Because yeah. he's admittedly said, "Hey, I've used it. I've done." No, he has. I'm sorry, he has. Remember the Galata fight? He he, he was found with marijuana uh-huh. in his system. Remember, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, and he yeah, got yeah, a yeah, new no, he got a new contest about that. You're right, but just surprised that a lot more of that didn't happen and. It's a shame, man. The life of a boxer, man, as, as you know, is um. We look at these guys third party, and we admire these guys, but it has to be rough, man. Like you know, we all have rough days, but you know, these guys have, have rougher days, and you know, we think about. I think about how, you know, even in my city, I see Mildred Taylor. You know what that Chavez Laws did to him, you know, and and you know, for the most part, how he deteriorated and. You know, even Terrell Biggs, I, I showed Roberto a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I was on. Yeah, I, big, was on a, yeah. yeah I was on, um, you know, one of my family members, you know, block, you know, just happened to be checking the house because they were about to sell it. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, just make sure that, just ride past there since you're in the city and make sure it's cool. And I ride past there, and I'm with the home inspector, and he's like, hey, you, you like boxing? I said, yeah. He said, you know what that is? I'm like, who? It says Terrell Biggs. Still has his box and everything. I showed Roberto still has his box, you know. But he was walking on the back of a pair of Air Maxes, with like a black Hill figure shirt and like messed up jogging pants. You could just tell he was out of it. He just went to the corner Jeez. bodega, got some got some cigarettes and a grape juice, and like it was almost like he was sliding across the the you know across the street. And they said he that's what he does every day. He's just out of it, you know. So like just don't know, man. These athletes train for so much, man, and and he. Sacrifice so much as boxers, man, and you know when you look at Mildred and you look at Terrell, man, they they get that opportunity, they've been groomed, they're they gold medalists, and then bang, something happens, and it's like you know what, man, like I can't believe this, and their whole world's come crashing down. The only way they can really cope is through substance, man. It's it's it's, it's deep, man. It really is, man. It, it really is, man. So shout out to those who're going through mental illness, man.
0: Just stay strong, but is um, No laughing matter. No, I definitely agree, man. I mean, you make you make a good point with like you know, the, uh, I mean, those fighters as well. Just like you know what they've gone through and like with the state that they're in today, man. Which is it's really sad, man. It's, it's really sad. Um, in the topic, the topic for the show, and I've been meaning to talk about this for a while, and and myself and Ride or die can kind of relate a lot to this, but um, uh, I I think. And I'm going to draw a parallel to, to, to what I think is happening in boxing as it relates to the viewership and, and how boxing, I think, in the future, and I would say when I'm, when I'm saying the future, I'm talking in the next five to ten years, as it relates to how we're going to have access or watch boxing, uh, be it television, the internet, streaming services, things as such. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because one of the major topics that's been raised, particularly this year and mind you, HBO they they've had somewhat of a a shaky situation with, with their budget, though you know we, we are getting fights like Andre Ward and, and Sergey Kovalev, which is a pay-per-view fight, and then we had this Nicholas Walters and, and, and Vasily Lomachenko fight. And then we had Canelo versus Liam Smith, which was a pay-per-view fight, and then the Canelo Alvarez and Kell Brook fight. But what we're starting to see, and and, and I think it goes beyond uh, boxing. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but the NFL streamed their first game on Twitter, live on Twitter, where you log on to Twitter, and like, um, Bo, like if you had logged on, you go on and it was like the first thing you saw on there you click play and boom you got the game on whether you were home or whether you were walking around and you could you, you could watch it on your phone so it got me thinking and I'm like wow and and you, and you see the issues that boxing is going through now like with the situation with uh you know we don't know like what the future holds for the PBC as far as the dates are concerned now with these networks kind of like backing off a little bit as far as like saying like you know we want X Y and Z fights to you know to be put on there so with the way we're starting to view things like whether it's on YouTube and, and earlier in the show before you guys got on I was mentioning that a lot of people are starting to catch wind of this but every Friday uh, Golden Boy has fights live on YouTube on their channel they stream it live. And if you have a streaming box or you have, I think, an Xbox, a PS4, or anything that has a YouTube app on it, uh, an Amazon stick or what have you, Roku, you can watch, uh, It's I guess, Friday Night Fights <laughs> per Ring TV every night. And and it's been going on for, like, the past, like, few months. And I've been catching wind of it. But the point I'm making is, is I think – boxing needs to start going this route because we're starting to see decline in pay-per-view purchases. We're starting to see fights that don't deserve to be on pay-per-view because of the fact of the budget going down. And the reason the budget's going down, and, and, and it's funny how this all ties in, cable subscriptions are starting to go down too. And this is where I was saying me and ROD can relate because both of us canceled our cable. We don't have HBO. We don't have Showtime. But we managed to watch these fights. And, so, and, and, and I'll let you guys interject, but the reason, like, I wanted to make mention of this is because there's people who, like, kind of frown upon the fact that, like, oh, well, how are you able to watch the fights and things and such? But the reason I think this needs to happen, and I was, I was drawing a parallel earlier on, and, and shout to docs who, who would know very well about this, Uh, The record industry in in the early 90s was warned about downloading, and, and, and they were being told about a format that was going to be available called an MP3 that you would be able to download a file of a song onto a computer and have it without having to purchase it, which in 1993, you were like, yeah, right, are you kidding me? Skip 20-something years later and look at the entire record industry and how much has changed and how much the record industry has had to evolve because of downloading and streaming. Boxing, I believe, is in that little embryonic stage where that is beginning to happen now. And and you look at Bob Arum next month. He's going to have Pacquiao Vargas, and he's done this before, but he's throwing his own pay-per-view he's putting it on a live stream on his website for a cheaper price than you would pay on HBO. So what I ask you guys is, is this the future that boxing's headed towards? Or should I say, is this the future that it should head towards?
1: So so I'll I'll chime in. So for me, I think it, it... it is probably, you know, as technology increases, as our world increases, as, you know, we're able to get Wi-Fi on a, on a plane, you know, you get able to get Wi-Fi on a plane. Imagine that. I'm able to connect with you on a plane. It was a day and time where you wasn't able to, to ride. You had to turn all electronic equipment off. Now you can you can put that thing on airplane mode or just be on their Wi-Fi. It's on a plane. So when you think about that and, and, and you know, let that marinate, you know that there's going to be bigger and better things coming as it relates to cable. Now, I always related cable to what we have in Philly called SEPTA. It's our major transportation. It is is literally, you know, a monarchy, meaning when they go on strike, the whole city shuts down. No one can get back and forth to work. Kids can't get picked up. I remember there was times where I had an internship. I'm walking with khakis and a dress shirt, and I'm sweating walking 14, 15 blocks in the sun. Like, dang, man, except then screw this again. And these guys were bipolar in a sense, you know, um, you know, pun intended. You know, these guys are bipolar because, you know, what wind up happening was whenever they decided to go on strike, the city was down. The whole city was shut down, be gridlocked. And it's the same thing, I believe, with cable a lot, man, that, you know, it's become part of our lives to the point where we depend on it. And when they decide to really mess up, when they decide that, you know, whether it's a – let's take, for instance, um, if I'm sitting here watching a, a movie with my lady, all right, and we have Comcast, and, you know, you pay $5 for a movie, you know, and when you watch it, and if the stream decides to mess up, it's a wrap. Like, basically, you screw with the six, the 5 or $6 you paid, for that movie. And you're calling Comcast and you're waiting on a hole saying, hey, listen, I yeah. just bought this movie. This, this thing is messing up. What do you guys want to do? Oh, we'll credit your account next next time. And I'm like, well, there goes Date Night. Like, Date Night is screwed because I can't watch anything else because the box is screwed up. So, you know, and there was a time, Stupid Me, where I kept repurchasing the same movie. I had like a, like a $18 charge on there because I kept buying the same movie over and over again thinking I wasn't putting it in right. And um, I'm saying it to say that Cable, I use those parallels because Cable is starting to become a monopoly. And then on top of that, when you look at the quality of, as it relates to boxing, when you look at the quality of fights that are being put out there, like, you know, there's a time, man, like that last Canelo fight, for instance, there's Mm -hmm. no way, man, that that fight should have been on pay-per-view. You know, there's no way. but you know what happens? The people get, the people get juked, you know, everybody else gets juked. And I used to fall for that. I remember, forget I ran. I had everybody over the house. You know, we brought Floyd and freaking Robert Guerrero. And I was just like, man, what am I doing? You know, or, you know, I bought Pacquiao and, and, and Diaz. And I'm like, what what am I doing? Like, why? Why am I doing this, man? And, I think what happens is two things that Roberto said. Number one, when you, with these streaming options, whether it be on the, whether it's a box, whether it be Sling TV, whether it's on the computer, you know, it forces two things to happen. Number one, you know, everybody knows about supply and demand. All right. So obviously there's going to be less demand for those cables. So what could happen is the price goes down. All right. So there you go. But the other thing is, where it hits boxing, you know, they're going to probably have to make less and less pay per view boxing or put quality fights up there so the demand can rise. You know, at this point in time, you know, I have no demand to go and buy, go back to Comcast because of this, that, and the third. Like, I think all my needs are met with. The streaming option that I have, and you know if I can't watch a fight, you know if I can't steal on my streaming option, guess what I know somebody's gonna gonna upload on YouTube two hours later so yeah I may have to I may have to bear and and bite my lip and you know watch it in in a different language, but guess what I'll watch the fight <laughs> I'll watch the fight, and guess what happened a week later it'll be up there in English, so <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? So, like, you know, I think that's what's going to happen is, and, and I'll just cap it off like this, I think what's going to happen is it's going to make these cable companies step up their game by lowering the price, but it's also going to make these pay-per-views not be, like, you know, not be $100, and you're buying, you know, Floyd versus Baldemir for $100. You know, it's going to make those prices go down, so that way, you know, because less and less people are gonna are gonna stop demanding cable, and they're gonna stop demanding you know these pay per views. So, you know, I think it's a great option, and I think as technology increases, you know, don't be surprised if you know people are watching these fights on their on on their hand watches, you know, on their wrist watches. Don't be surprised; like nothing is going to shock me because you know we live in a fast food society. Everybody wants everything fast. And not everybody want everything fast, we live in a society where we're smart enough because we have technology. I mean, we're dumb smart, we're lazy, but we live in a society where we're smart, where everybody's like, you know what, I'm a, I'm a smart and conscious consumer. I have a budget. I want to watch this fight. This fight is a great fight. I'm intrigued, you know, because my favorite fighter is, is fighting. But $100 to watch this? I'm not watching this. You know what, what what other alternatives you have? Well, you look on the Internet, you get different options they have. You know, I won't put them out there, but you have these different options, you know, and you'll say, hey, I'll grab this option. Or if you're like me, you're like, you know what, if they don't have it here, if if my streaming option don't have it, I'll wait two days later, I'll go on my TV, and I'll watch it on YouTube. There's nothing wrong. Or maybe four hours later, I'll watch it on YouTube before they take it down. I'll just keep surfing. Somebody's going to put it up there. And you just watch it that way. But go ahead. I'm sorry,
0: Bo. You want you want to you want to add to it? Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to add to it. Sorry
2: about that, y'all know I'm out here in third world country, so when that storm hit, the phone drops out. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, be yeah. True. But um, you said something that that that's really very interesting. Is that two things? Um, this is why I commend the Ward Covillah fight because I think that's only fifty dollars. So that's not yeah. even like sixty seventy dollars. So that's only fifty dollars. So I think that that's at an affordable price. That <clears throat> when you you look at it, you'd be like, ah, eh, you know what? That's worth fifty dollars. Them two guys fight. Now nah, I wouldn't mind paying fifty dollars to watch them two guys fight. So I give them credit for that. But also, you are uh, uh, the the uh I'm I'm and, I, and I'm kind of shocked you missed this ROD. It's catchy that be streaming that the fights live on Facebook while the fights are going on. Yep. You know. You know what I'm saying? It's catch that be, you know, and they post it up, about to go live, and you go to their page, and there they are, <laughs> yeah, want you to fight I mean, live yep. right there on Facebook. So wow. I think, and, I, I think, what I think what these uh, cable companies are, are running into is technology has yep. afforded yep. us access in so many different ways that you don't need the like. I don't need HBO to talk to Deontay Wilder, Sean Porter. I can go to Instagram, Snapchat, um, you know, Twitter, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, you know, I don't need to, you know, like I don't need to go to the HBO channel to watch the way in It's people posting it for me. That's at the way in posting it live on their, on their Instagram or Facebook time, because the, because what you're running into is just, and just like what you said about YouTube is you get so many people viewing your stuff, you get paid. So, if you got people that saying, "Hey, you know, if if I get 20,000 subscribers or 10,000 subscribers viewing my page, YouTube pays me." Or you get so many people on your Twitter, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's 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 just that technology has made it so to where to your point is two things are going to happen. You either going to have to they're going to have to step their game up or they're going to have to lower their prices because Postal and Crawford, although I, I supported that fight, that shouldn't have been a pay-per-view fight. That should have been put on HBO. HBO and World the fact Tribune, that, exactly, and the fact that they say, okay, why budget? Well, <clears throat> here's the reality is, if you would have put that on your actual network, that probably would have helped you. I understand you got budget problems, but maybe that probably would have helped you, and this is why when people talk about PBC, I tell them, I say, you know what, I don't care if I'm watching a prospect versus a prospect or undefeated fight, watching an undefeated fight. I mean, did they stretch themselves too thin? Of course. We all agree to that. But at least I wasn't paying a subscription to watch some of these guys fight. And that's what uh, – and even without PBC, like you said, streaming. I streamed uh, Usyk versus Glowacki, you know, Showtime. Uh, well, that's uh, oh, the Facebook. That's Yeah, that's the one I saw on Facebook. Yep yeah okay showtime didn't uh or showtime h b o didn't pick that up. I watched Cecilia bracken and, and when when she fought that chick Ma- uh, uh Sophie Mathis you know showtime h b o didn't pick that up you know yeah, so you know what i'm saying so it's 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 like technology has made it you know uh people say oh p v c no PBC v c isn't what's hurting them technology has made it to where people got other ways. Of uh, of getting access to these fights, or like you said, watch you know um, Fire Stick, you know uh, 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 what they yeah. call it, jailbroken Fire so, Stick, Roku. Cool. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got a guy on the street. You can buy a jailbroken box for a hundred dollars and watch anything you want, UFC and all of that.
1: You know.
2: <laughs> so when you it, have, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, when you have that man, you know, it, it hurts him. And, and and to your point, like. Even the pay per view with um with the uh, um that just recently happened with Carnelo Alvarez, you know, like I agree with you. That shouldn't have been a pay per view. But the thing that made certain fights, like you know Floyd, the thing that like when Floyd fought, uh, I forget who he fought, uh, but he had an awesome undercard. The undercard featured Danny Garcia and Lucas Matisse, so he had an Canelo. awesome undercard. Right? Yeah, Canelo. Yeah, when he fought Carnelo, he had an awesome undercard. Well. Nowadays, and it's, it's, it's crazy, but I actually hear people say, well, I don't care about the fight. I, who's fighting on the undercard? That's how, that's how the, the, the sport has gotten to. Well, we don't even care about the main event no more. We're more interested in the undercard. That lets you know this sport is, I mean, you know, like you said, what they're doing with pay-per-views is taking a nosedive. But boxing's not going to die because if you look at Sophia Mathis just fought in Noezy, 10,000 people came out and watched two women fight. That's an achievement. Glewacki filled up a stadium in his hometown of Poland. I mean, (laughs) in other countries and other areas, boxing is you know is is thriving. But is 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 and even in Great Britain, you got what you had five hundred people watched Kel Brooks and Gennady Golovkin. Four hundred watched Dylan White and um, AJ Anthony Joshua. But their pay per views is is differently. Like I think it only cost like twenty two dollars for a pay per view there because they set up differently. Right. That's, if, if, if you want me to watch a pay per view, that's what you're going to have to do for me. 20 bucks. Okay, yeah. All right, fine. The
0: you thing know? with them, so. it's crazy, is that in the UK, they have Box Nation, which is a subscription based mm-hmm. situation where they, can, they get like 90% of the fights, including the pay per views. And then Sky Sports will show the fights as well. And then every so often, Sky Sports will have a pay per view, but like never as many as we do. And that's kind right. of. That's the problem I think HBO has kind of, and, and I would say more than Showtime That's what wrestling Showtime, is. wrestling, WWE. Yeah, same yeah. thing. If
2: you become a subscriber yeah, to yeah. the WWE Network, you get all those, uh, uh, those those wrestling match free when you when they come yeah, on TV. Yeah, I mean that's
0: why. Yeah, I was telling I was telling the crew that last year, as far as when that was happening, I the first thing I thought of was boxing. I was like, wow, like Miss McMahon said, you know what? Why am I gonna Continue to go through these different cable providers for the, for me to cut a fee to them when I can just create my own little bubble and then guess what he has over two million subscribers now that pay ten dollars a month and <laughs> they have access to everything so like in the big scheme of things it's it, there has to be an adjustment with with boxing the, the only the only problem that it has and and and, and why I think this is not going to be remedied overnight is that like when you look at the UFC and that's always like the comparison that I draw to because it's the only other sport that you have to pay 90% of the time to to watch the main fights. You know, like we don't pay to see the Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, Stanley Cup, uh uh the World Series, like any of that. We don't pay to see that. Like we have parties and we turn on ABC and boom, it's there. And that's, you know, and, and the World Cup, we don't pay to see that either. So boxing and granted boxing is a special sport but I think in more the later in, in our era as us being adults I, I feel like we have had to pay out way more than our than than the fans that came before us I mean Mayweather Pacquiao was, was an example I mean that was the, the most expensive pay-per-view in, or boxing event in, in general in history but I just think now with, with how the sport is, is uh Transitioning not only with its fighters, because you know it, this, we're in an era where we're seeing the out with the old and with the new, but I think we're also seeing that with how we're streaming fights and able and getting access. The first fight that I ever saw and I streamed was on my old Dell laptop, and it was an Anderson Silva and Chael Sonnen fight when Anderson Silva was getting beat up for five rounds, and then the, he caught the dude in the leg lock or in the choke hold or whatever, and that was it. And that thing was like watching um, borderline Skinamax 1985, you know, trying to scramble, you know. That was what it looked like, you know. And we've come from that to, R.O.D. will tell you, watching, and I'm sure, you've seen it too, Bo, watching fights as if you ordered them on pay-per-view. So, what that is going to do and the reason I drew the comparison with the record industry was because they had to make a dramatic change in how they provided their content and now look at how i use people uh, stream whether they stream music and speaking of that they're already going to congress and shout out to our our man docs who's kind of been you know someone spearheading you know, trying to get, you know, their artists paid for streaming music and so forth, going to, you know, the White House, Um, it's kind of the same situation where it's, it's, boxing is going to be in a a way where they're going to see pay-per-views going down. They're going to see views on HBO going down because when cable subscriptions go down, like I said, um, the premium channels go down too in subscriptions. So, I think in, in the immediate future, man, it it, it, it it it's like just like with Dana White, he's he was been threatening for years to, um, you know to 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 get the people from streaming and such. But like, you're not gonna, that's not gonna change. What could change things is when you change the entire paradigm as far as how you present your product, and that's why I commend, for as as much as I criticize Golden Boy and, and, and such. Yo, man, they put those fights on YouTube, and, and it's like watching a YouTube video, and you can pop it on, and look, man, there have been, like, some pretty good fights on there, you know, and, and, we, and for us, we remember what? Tuesday night fights, and a lot, a lot of the younger fans won't even remember any of that, you know they were, they were, you know, they were too young, but that was, like, our little outlet on USA, but now with the internet, man, like, YouTube can be an outlet, Twitter can be an outlet, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's things that you can watch on your phone, man, which which, for a lot of us, man, that are on the move all the time, man, like, it can be very convenient, you know, and I think convenience is, is like, the number one thing when it concerns, like, what we've been seeing as far as technology and the internet and uh, just, like, you know, I'll send R.O.D. a song that, like, I just heard on Spotify and be like, yo, remember this? Oh, yeah, boom, 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 and, like, and then the whole combo stems from there, but... um yeah, man. I mean, we're gonna get into the next topic, and that's ROD's. Uh, that's R&D's section. But I mean, I wanted to kind of just put it out there because I think our, you touched our. You know, you touched on it, ROD, and you touched on it, Bo. Um, it's going to force these cable companies or these premium network channels, I should say, um, to really reconsider how they provide their content in a manner where we're not having to dish out so much money, not only for premium HBO, because in Comcast, I know it's not cheap anymore. I know AT&T, Time Warner, it ain't cheap anymore to have HBO. It's not like you're paying like $2. You know That's like an extra like sometimes $20 on your bill. Um, if they're seeing the cancellations and subscriptions and decreasing in pay-per-view, best believe they're going to do something about it. In relation to adjusting with the times, it's that's the only way they're going to survive. But um, that's as far as that topic is concerned, man. Um, as far as tonight's what is section, uh, this is an interesting one. You know, I had to kind of think about this, but I'll let R.O.D. take it away, man.
1: Thank you so much. You know, thank you to. Uh, um, I'm I'm gonna, you know, draw a blank here because I'm not looking at my phone, but. They was making the strats, I believe, and you don't know boxing. Um, those were the two guys, the brothers, that, you know, kind of helped us. And I don't know if they're on the line or not. Uh, we invited, you know, Bo and I invited them on the show today. But um, they helped provide a very candid and spirited debate that happened on our page today. And, you know, we welcome that. So our what if, you know, is just that. It's what if. It's opinionated. And we kinda use we kinda let the public and everybody use facts on you know how they think the fight will go. So this week I thought about a few things. One, you know, I, and I and I talked to Roberto behind the scenes and he'll tell me if I'm right or wrong. He'll smack me or he'll deck me up. So, you know, I I had thought about putting Kawasaki in there, um with triple G. I didn't know how that was gonna work out. You know, I figured that, you know, Kawasaki will run circles around him. Um, And I thought about putting Kalzaki, I thought about putting Marvin Hagler with Triple G, and I was like, you know what, that's that's a mismatch too. And then I thought about putting Triple G, then I thought about maybe Kalzaki and, you know, uh, Sergei Kovalev. And I was like, eh. So I just said, you know what, let me just do this. I'll give him Sergio Martinez. Now, why Sergio Martinez? Well, you know, the knock is obviously that, oh, well, he wasn't even a junior middleweight, but he moved up the middleweight. So the key I was going to say is let's just have them meet at a catchweight or they could meet at super middleweight, however you wanted to put it. I mean, we've seen so many people move up in weight, and they brought their skill set, but they weren't really that heavy where they could fit in that weight class. I Manny Pacquiao being one, Floyd Mayweather being another. We've seen Ray Leonard. We've seen even Roy Jones, you know, move up and weight and fight um, John Ruiz for a portion of the heavyweight title. Now, granted, Calizaki is one of those guys that, you know, that Floyd, Pacquiao, or Roy moved up to fight. I mean, not even Shirley Leonard. But, you know, the one thing we've got to remember is there's a difference moving up if you're Kell Brook and you're fighting, and you don't have, like, and hear me out when I'm saying this, and you're not elusive, like, you're not a really great boxer, and you're fighting someone who is a killer that understands how to cut off the ring. So you kind of become, it kind of becomes no Uh As um, a young lady on the gram, Kansas Boxing, as well as Coltrane said, it was almost like they were throwing, you know, uh, Kell Brook's career, to the wolves at that point in time. Um, Although he put up a spirited effort, we we saw what happened. So there are weight classes for a reason, but there are those times where people move up in weight and their skill set transcends and just overwhelms the pounds. You know, yes, there are weight limits for a reason, but there are reasons, look at, you know, we can look at Roy Jones. We can look at Manny Pacquiao. How many times did we look at Manny Pacquiao? Don't never forget Coltrane got killed for this. I was fighting vampires, you know, on our old YouTube page where he was just like, man, if Manny Pacquiao beats Oscar De La Hoya, i believe that dinosaurs are coming back. And we would get pictures in our inbox of dinosaurs. We were getting them all over the place. People mailing us, taking pictures on our, on our you know, our Facebook, our, our um, MySpace account. It was it was They were sending pictures of dinosaurs the whole time. So weight in and all itself is important, but if you have skills to transcend that, you know, it becomes no avoid. The reason why I gave you this whole background is that we know that Kawasaki is very skilled, but what we also know is that Sergio Martinez is very skilled. They're both southpaws. You know, it's not like, you know, Kawasaki is cowering over him. They're... Sergio Martinez is five five eleven, five ten. is maybe six foot, six foot one, that. So there's not that much of a difference. The other thing is is that weight wise, yeah, we may be a couple pounds off, but it's not like this guy is Peter, you know, Manfredo sitting here and, and is gonna take a whole bunch of punishment. This guy can move around, he's elusive, you know, he got you know, he got some he got some pizzazz. The other thing we got to remember is everybody called... now everybody knows I'm a Kalzaki fan. So the other thing we got to remember is Kalzaki also is not known to be a monstrous puncher like a Triple G, uh, nor is Sergio Martinez known to be chinny like an Amir Khan moving up in weight to fight in Canelo. So while this fight looks like a mismatch on paper, I don't really think it is a mismatch as much as folks make it out to be, because of those subtle reasons. You know, I think that, you know, you have an intriguing matchup here with two Southpaws that kind of are like similar in a sense. You know, yeah, one may, you know, one may be a little bit lighter than the other, but I want to believe that he can bring those skill sets at a catchweight or even at that level to make it a spirited fight and not get. Dogged. So, I want. I set the table. I know I said a lot. You know, Bo. I'll let you go first in terms of what you think about this matchup.
2: All right, man. Um, yeah, I forgot. First, I want to thank you guys for having me on here, man. And uh, yeah, it was a spirited and and I and, and I actually liked it with the the guys we were talking to. It was very spirited. They had some good points. And I often tell people, man, listen, if you have a good point, a decent point, you know, I don't talk down to anybody because, you know, you never stop learning. And they had some good points. But like you, I was thinking the same thing. Well, Kawasaki really wasn't that much taller than um, Sergio Martinez. Sergio Martinez wasn't known for being chinny. Kawasaki didn't have a monstrous punch. So, and then there are guys who can move up in weight and things like height and power, they can negate. Floyd Mayweather was very good at, at at that negating your height. Like when he fought Diego Corrales, Diego Corrales was taller, and Diego Corrales was the harder puncher. But Floyd had the ability to negate that. Manny Pacquiao, when he fought Oscar, Oscar was taller and was the bigger man, but Pacquiao was able to negate that. So there are fighters. If you move them up, depending on the matchup you put them with, they can negate you know some of that power. I actually liked that this fight. Because of um, you had a pure boxer in, in, in Sergio Martinez facing another pure boxer in um, Joe Kawasaki. Joe Kawasaki was, was very very smooth. He was slick. He had decent footwork. But while Kawasaki was good at was or uh, he was good at in the pocket fighting, with overwhelming his his, his opponent sometimes throwing those punches from different angles. But Sergio Martinez, on the other hand, was an excellent mover. Sergio Martinez, uh, somebody said, you know, he was off balance. He just looked off balance because he had that irky-jerky type movement where, you know, he would, go, he would bounce in and out, move side to side. So it, it looked like he was off balance. He was another one that would throw punches from different and separate angles. And um, uh, anybody, if you land the right punch, can floor anybody. But uh, that knockout he did to Paul Williams is what really got him noticed. Um, But this matchup, to me, I'm going with Joe Calzaghe to win, and I'm going to tell you why, is because um, outside of having the experience from fighting guys like um, Hopkins and even Roy Jones, and and Joe Calzaghe could get put down. Do I think Martinez is the guy that could put him down? That's the question. Like. Those guys in Hopkins and, and and even Jones, when you know when when you know they came out the way they came out to to drop him, but the also thing is when Joe got dropped, he also was a guy who could get back up and still was able to win the fight and finish the fight. I, I regress back to Kawasaki when he fought Jeff Lacey, a guy who was a, who who was a power puncher, and he just boxed circles around him. Now, I like Joe. As far as his movement, I think Joe just a little bit more craftier. I think throwing him from uh, those those angles that he throws them from would kind of make Martinez a little hesitant to you know to let his hands go and throw back um, sometimes uh Sergio could be a slow starter. henceforth uh the uh the uh, decision to draw i think it, that, that he got against Paul Williams, but also you, you can't. You can't put Sergio Martinez out because this was a guy, like you said, he wasn't chinning. He had excellent movement. He threw punches in bunches. The problem was, what will he be able to throw punches in bunches like that against a mover like Joe Kawasaki? Because at the end of the day, the one thing about Kawasaki was he had a game plan and he worked that game plan, regardless of whether things went his way or not. He had a game plan and he would work that game plan. And I, I I like his concentration and his adaptability a lot better than I do Sergio Martinez but it is still an interesting fight to me. So I got Joe winning, um, I'm going to say uh, 115, 113. I can even see 116, 112.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, Roberto, l- l- let's hear what you guys say.
0: Yeah, it's it, you know, when I first thought of the fight and I, I was matching both of them up, I, I, for some reason I thought Kazaki was a lot, Bigger than Martinez, and he kind of wasn't. You made that point, uh, Bo. Uh, I think he's he's just like an inch taller than him. He is um, a, a kind of a, you know he is a career super middleweight. Uh, you know he had the two fights at light like heavyweight with uh, uh, Bernard and, and Roy, who mind you were you know past you know you know they were you know beyond forty years old. But I mean, needless to say, he. Uh, you know he outboxed both of those guys, and I. I the Martinez, man, like the, you know we forget he was at welterweight. He, he 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 fought Margarito at welterweight, you know, years ago. You know, like uh, early in his career. But another thing with Martinez is that he was another one similar to Bernard that started late as a pro. I think he was like twenty one or something when he when he began uh, fighting, or, or, or he began like fighting in general. Like he started, he started boxing. So, he when that happens, sometimes, and this happened with Bernard, um, you hit your stride later, you know. Whereas, like younger fighters that have gone through, uh, the, you know, the AMs and, and have had their professional career started a lot earlier, they'll go through their strides, you know, obviously a little sooner than somebody who kind of begins their career. Um, Later on, and you and, and Golovkin's a little bit kind of the same thing where he's starting to hit his stride later on in his career. Uh, but the the thing with Martinez that I liked was that he he was kind of a I mean number one a southpaw, but he was unorthodox in a way, and, and I don't want to compare him to Roy, but there's some stuff that he did that reminded me of like what Roy would do, but not 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 exactly, but just, you know, with the hands down and and, and, and kind of like creating angles with his movement and and, 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 and he, he was really good at that, you know, before the knee injuries and everything, but he uh he was like five ten and a half, went up to middleweight, and the, here's the thing. Do you re- I don't know ROD if you remember you remember at one point when Pavlik versus Kaozaki was supposed to be a fight? Yep. And I remember Martinez goes in there, and I'm like, wow, he's fighting Pavlik? And this was after he lost to Bernard, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, but come on, man. Like, Martinez is coming up from junior. He had just fought Paul Williams. And, and I'm sitting there like, man, this, this is going to be a bad fight for, for Martinez, and Pavlik's going to get his marbles you know, back together and, and so forth. And, man, like that showed me, number one, Pav, uh, 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 Martinez could take a punch. Because regardless of what Pavlik was going through, I mean, we, we all kind of know, like, he, he was another person dealing with some issues. But a fighter never loses his power, <laughs> you know. And we've seen that with a lot of fighters that, you know, if you got to punch, you got to punch, period. And, and, you know, Martinez can take middleweight power. And, and, and he, did get, he did get dropped, but, like, it was a glancing blow, you know. It wasn't anything, like, crazy. And I think a lot of that, too, is Martinez at times would be off, off balance. But he showed me in that fight, man, that like he can go. He's his. He was very. He had very good stamina. And against Kazaki, man, both of them are, are, are kind of like speedy guys. You know, they'll throw combinations, punches, and bunches. Uh, I I think Kazaki. I mean, obviously, he, he is naturally the bigger guy. I would say he's probably the little bit more... He's, well, not a little bit more, but I would say he's probably the more fundament, fundamentally sound guy in relation to, to Sergio Martinez. I think Sergio Martinez might be the more athletic of the two. And when I matched him up, man, I, I think it's the fight early on, it's kind of a little bit of a chess match in, in a way. And, you, and I could see maybe the first round, neither of them really gets anything off, but... Down the stretch, I think Kawasaki, he's just he has more tricks up his sleeve than Martinez does, and, and I think he'll frustrate Martinez like down the stretch where, where, you know, Martinez never really fought a guy that had movement as well, you know what I mean? So, like, I think that creates another parallel, or I cre- that creates another dimension he's never really faced. And adding, again, Kawasaki is the bigger guy. I always go... Or 99% of the time I'll go with the bigger fighter that can do some of the stuff or even maybe a, li- a bit more than what the smaller guy can do so that's kind of like you know, well, that's really why I would lean towards Joe Kalzaki to win this fight to buy a decision in a fight that I think would have some back and forth kind of you know exchanges not crazy slugfest but again both of them speedy guys Southpaws, that might be create an issue too because you don't see a lot of Southpaws fighting each other. So that creates a different dynamic as well for both guys. But I got to go with Kawasaki. I think he's the more polished guy. I think, uh, again, I think the size, <coughs> excuse me, differential isn't crazy, but I think he is the bigger guy in this, this equation. Not the bigger puncher, but I don't think Martinez at the same time is a monster puncher either, especially like, excuse me, if he's going up another weight division, like if he's going to 168, you know, so I think a a nice interesting fight, back and forth type of deal, but I think Kalzaki getting the better end of it uh, being the craftier guy and going to probably, I would say maybe 116, 112 for Kalzaki. Yeah, you know what, I appreciate that,
1: you know, the one thing I thought about as you know, we made this fight and shout out to you don't know boxing as well as um you know make making strats I believe uh, are their screen names. Um you know they you know we chant we welcome spirit of debates on our page and they showed us respect you know from our YouTube days and we appreciate that. But one of the things that we thought about was you know was just you know what if, you know, it's so crazy because You know, we watch these shows where, you know, in National Geographic where, you know, what happens if the crocodile swims in the great white shark's territory and now you have a fight or you know, a a mongoose fights a wolverine. Like, you know, I mean, it probably happens, but you know, it's stuff that we want to see and I think it's the same thing here where, you know, someone else comes out of their element and they're fighting someone else in their element, but it could possibly happen. And I think that although Margarita, although um, Martinez started as a welterweight, you know, he was, you know, high up there to the point where he was fighting, you know, Chavez. And um, Chavez came up pretty big, if you think about it. He was huge in that fight. You know, remember he he was, what, how much did he weigh in that fight? I know I'm He's just probably a jumping light heavyweight,
0: off. That? Some, he was he, definitely a light heavyweight.
1: He was a light heavyweight, and he was big as crap. And Sergio Martinez, I mean, that's Chavez Jr., but Sergio Martinez, time and time again, has showed me. You know, I know he, what he did to Paul Williams was epic, but, like, you know, people forget what he did to Cintron. <laughs> people forget, you know. I was
0: at that fight. That that was the most ridiculous thing i ever seen.
1: Man, he really knocked Cintron out.
0: He did. You know? and, then the, and he's like, what? I don't understand. And the ref called the fight back. I, that was the weird. That happened in Fort Lauderdale. I was the weirdest, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen
1: in, in boxing. Yeah, it's the strangest thing. Make sure you got credit for a knockout. But then on top of that, you know, we've seen what, you know, he embarrassed Kelly Padwick. Forget about what he did to Paul Williams in that first fight. And in the second fight, Paul went in there like a G. And it, he embarrassed Kelly Padwick. Do you hear me? He embarrassed him. And he was doing this stuff. He was on a reign of terror where he was pound for pound up there, man. People forget about that. People think about Martinez, you know, as the, the I always make this uh, parallel, the, the the old guy with the M one shorts, the baggy M one shorts and the knee pads, and that's and that's when he was that <laughs> you know when he was at that Koto fight, you know, look like he was. You know, he had those A1 short one,
0: Yeah, he's catching the
2: alley-oop. Yeah, yeah. That Cotto fight, Sergio Martinez looked like they had drug him off the hospital bed. I felt so bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So, you know, don't use that version of Martinez. The Martinez version you want is that Kelly Pavlik one. If you go by that one, then you're going to be like, you know what? He might have a chance. Now, granted. If you ask Coltrane, I'm the biggest Kalazaki fan. I used to call him the human elliptical machine. You know, he goes around, he, he doesn't stop, and, you know, he's going to give you a workout. I mean, he had Bernard gassing out. Remember, he had Bernard growing. Yeah. So let me tell you something. With that being said, I think it's going to be some spirited exchanges, a lot of smiles and laughter because they're both, you know, both guys that, like, like to laugh and the ring and stuff like that. Um but I will say that I believe that because of the success that Kalizaki's had, you know, his angles, his movement, you know, the the way that he's not really sitting on a lot of punches for you to be there. And I remember there was a time where he was dipping and slipping all Roy stuff, even though that was, wasn't was the Roy we know and love. Yeah. But he was out there dipping and slipping. I mean, his dip game was crazy. He was doing the same thing Bernard. You know, man. Listen, the guy can fight, man, and he could dress. So, I'm a um, I'm gonna go with Kazaki, man, by unanimous decision. You know, with some spirited exchanges from Martinez, and Martinez winning a couple of rounds. You know, I could definitely see it going. You know, um, you know, maybe like uh, hmm, eight four, you know, something like that. You know, seven five, um, and I think that. You know, the good thing about this fight is it's is not like Martinez has to worry about Kazaki taking his head off, if that makes right. any sense. You know, but I think he has enough movement and enough IQ to make it difficult. And it, it, it is funny. It'll be like two
0: rattlesnakes going at each other. So, it would be an interesting fight. Definitely an yeah, interesting so, fight. I mean, so at first, at first I thought about it. It was like... Yeah, yeah, I think Kalzaki really, really has. But then I, but then when I started to see like the, the size difference I'm like oh, it's not that much of a big difference at all. So yeah, man, I mean that 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 to me I think it would be a, a very interesting fight, man. Like when when I really sat and thought about it, but yeah, for sure, for sure. But um yeah, I mean I d I mean, did you wanna add anything before we uh before we wrap up or? Nah,
1: no, uh, no, uh, I think I think.
0: I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just say, you guys
2: really summed it up really good, and uh, uh, again, those uh, you, I can't remember their names, but the guys we was talking to, you know, like you said, shout out to them, man, because you know, like you said, they had they added very good a uh, point of view in a spirited debate, and um, uh, I'm just glad to see that uh, we can have those things in boxing today.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, yeah, that. I mean, that's that's you know, that's kind of the thing with this sport, man. I mean, everybody's gonna have their opinion, but uh, it, it's it's one of those things, man. <laughs> Especially for a situation like this, man, where like there's, it's hard to say, you know, whether you know there's really no right answer, you know what I mean? Because I mean, in boxing, anything can happen. <laughs> but uh, a lot of us, it's just you know, after watching boxing so many years, man, like you just pick up on nuances of certain guys and, you know, when you, when you match certain guys up, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I guess in a sense, not so much a roll of the dice, but, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's sometimes it's, you know, one plus one equals, you know what I mean? Yeah, let me ask you uh, a question.
1: That fight could even go like how that, um, uh, that, that, uh, that Gonzalez, uh, that Roman Gonzalez fight went.
0: Oh, you mean like the Quadras fight? Yeah, the fight. Yeah, that fight could go just. I mean, people sleep. That fight could be just like that. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's cause that's, a, that's why I brought up Roy and Bernard because really, like they weren't those type of fighters. Because like Martinez, old he he'll bang with you. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes to his, you know, to detriment to, yeah. to his downfall. Yeah, to his detriment. You know, but Kozaki, if you think about it, in both of those fights with Roy and uh, and hop he got dropped in both of those fights. Early, like early in the fight, and I'm not to say that I would think Martinez would land like the you know the the the, the power bomb shot that he landed on Paul Williams, but it's it's uh, it'd be interesting to see if Martinez's power like would translate as well at 168. But I mean, and also his speed too. You know, does he come in light? You know, I I, w- I would probably suggest he do that only because like Kawasaki's not a big puncher, you know, so. It's kind of, um, I mean, I don't want to compare the Oscar fight because he was he came in like a freaking zombie against Manny, but like even if you want to compare like with the Kodo fight or whatever, where it's like he was a smaller guy, but like you know the the speed kind of transferred up with Martinez. I mean, we I guess we'd have to see, but it, it, would, it would it would be interesting. I mean, it would still be interesting because of the fact as well, like when you put two southpaws in there. it it, it does create a different look, you know, because the Southpaw sees more righties than he sees lefties. So that could make things a little interesting on both, you know, both sides of the fence. But um, interesting fight, man. I I think, I mean, I I think in general it would be, it would be a a somewhat fan-friendly fight. I don't know about, I don't know about the Quadras and Gonzalez fight. I mean, that, that, I don't know, man. Like I'm just saying, I,
1: I'm not saying it may go like there. I'm just saying that, you know,
0: Martinez to me, Martinez to me, I would say more than, uh, I, at least from what I saw from Martinez, like he, he to me more than Kawasaki, like he would he would press on the gas as far as like trying to make make it a fight Where Kawasaki, I think that's where. The experience and 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 just the craftiness would kick in. Where like I don't think he would like let it go down that road because I mean Martinez, a lot of if you look at a lot of the the damage that he's done. And remember, like with Pavlik, man, he busts his face up. But a lot of that was him moving out of the way, like like giving him angles and, and throwing like one twos, getting out of the way, hitting him with other pop shots. And like as that progresses, man. But you know, then we gotta count the footwork too, man. I mean, that, that's the thing, man. Like, it's an interesting fight, man. Like, it, it, they, both guys, I think, would have to make some type of adjustment for each other because there's just a lot of differences than like what either has seen. But um, good, good. Uh, this this one was good, man. This is a good one, R.O.D.
1: Yeah, and you know what, man? I think a lot of the times, I appreciate that. I think a lot of the times, man. That um. They're just, going, you know, they're just going to keep getting better. But, you know, I think for this, we've got to kind of open our mind and just not put limitations on it because, again, weight is one thing. But when you talk about skill set, that's another. And, you know, we laughed at, you know, I mean, again, none of these guys are that, that you know, the fighters we're talking about, none of them are a Kawasaki caliber. So I do get that. And I do believe that Kawasaki will win. But it's not a – it's not a total mismatch where this guy's getting knocked no. down twelve times in the whole fight, and we're like, stop the fight, or you know, <laughs> to be stopping and, and throwing the towel. I think it's going to be a situation, man, where Martinez is spirited. He's out there. He, he's he's out there trying trying to really make things happen, man. And you know, it, yeah, I think it's going. I personally, I thought it would be a great fight. That was just me, but you know, I, I still think Cal, Cal Slappy will win. <laughs> but I don't, I don't believe it's going to be one of these things where we're sitting here like, oh, this is a this is a mismatch. This is a total whitewash. I mean, so whatever. Shout out to both Sergio Martinez uh, as well as Kawasaki, man. Kawasaki, again. We talk about forty nine and zero is another gentleman to retire undefeated. Um, you know, so good thing to watch out for him and. You know, Martinez has given us a lot of great fights, man. He was a very good fighter and um, had a lot of respect for him, didn't duck anybody. So shout out to him as well. But, you know, very, very good show. I appreciate it.
0: Definitely, man. Definitely, man. So um, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I'm going to start to bring some things in for the patio. Hopefully uh, we don't get destroyed. Well, I don't think we're going to, but... We definitely got to prep down here in South Florida for this uh, Hurricane Matthew. But uh, any case, man, good show. We'll be back next week, man. Uh, another what if session. We'll uh, our actually ROD will uh, announce the two participants uh, in the next days to come. But uh, like we said, man, like this month we're gonna just be throwing different topics at you. Being that we don't have any major major fights popping up. I mean, there are fights going on every weekend, uh, and like I said. Go on to YouTube every Friday. They have on Ring TV's site. They have fights that they have. They they have like a studio and like a whole line. Like um, like back in the day, like where they in um, like NWA wrestling used to have like a little studio and they had like like, I don't know, maybe no more than like fifty people in there and like they would just like have little matches there. But it's kind of the same thing. And there've been some decent fights. So. You you got nothing going on on a Friday night, you could go on to YouTube and they got fights going on. So uh, we're just going to be talking with some different topics, bringing up some different uh, things in the sport that, you know, I think need to be discussed and the whole crew as well, um, you know, as as we talk all the time. I mean, just th- things that we, we could talk about to, you know, just like we did tonight, just to, to better or get people like on board to to, you know, put boxing like – <laughs> on a different platform, like in this case, like where they was viewing it, and, or like how Bo on his show was talking about social media. So uh, I mean, that's what we do here, man. You know, trying to stick stick with the times and, and take boxing with us. So we'll be back next week. Obviously, November is the the crazy, crazy month. I mean, we're just gonna be bombarded. So, uh, but you know, until then, man, we'll be back next week. Uh, Bo, uh, do you come? You you coming back? Uh... At some point this week from vacation, or
2: yeah, I come back. Uh, I come back Sunday. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I, I have an idea, and this is a we should. Uh, why don't we do Hearns versus Floyd Mayweather? Remember that conversation, Rob? Oh
0: my god! <laughs> Yo, man! I'm oh, dude! Joking. You would have seen this convo. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> That's another conversation, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you
1: hear this, man, like. If you notice like Floyd was never one of my picks in all this stuff, like I had Floyd fornell, and then I just backed off because I saw somebody was was kind of like using our formula, and they kind of used it the week I was gonna use it, so I'm gonna start digging into the now the stuff that I had written in the past, but we talked about her and Floyd um, years ago, um you know because we were talking about floyd would would with fair against those four kings, Hearns, Duran, and Hagar winner. And, and we all said that man, he would get destroyed by Hearns. You know, I, I just I just think that one and that piston like jab and we know that Floyd had problems with jabs and when, Yep man and I I he, he would be and if you ain't got nothing to really keep Hearns off
0: you, oh, cuz you in trouble Mm-hmm. Bad. <laughs> well, you were. Well, I mean, I mean, the whole the whole argument was basically that, and I want you to chime on this before we wrap up, was that apparently we're we're not, we're not going to give the, the the person like any any publicity, but like the thought of calling uh, Tommy Hearns uh, a poor boxer. No, 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 dumb was dumb word. boxer. <laughs> that's, what it was, that's what it was. Let me
1: tell you something, man. Poor and are not even don't even they're they're not even in the vocabulary when it comes to Tommy Hearn's boxing skills. This guy had an educated jab, great footwork. He he fought at the Cronk Gym, so someone didn't do their math. All Cronk Gym fighters had great jabs. And on top of that, man, he had a heck of a right hand, man. Hey, let me tell you something, That's Roberto Duran. Yeah, yeah. that's Roberto Duran. I'm going to tell you guys, anybody, I'm going to tell you something about about that, John. Man, people don't realize this, but he split Hagler a whole face. Man, he was going to stop the fight. You, Everybody don't remember yeah. that until he caught Hagler. He, he broke his hand. He broke his yeah. hand. Broke, t- broke his hand. And I think, I don't think Hagler knocked him out more so than exhaustion did, to be honest. But let me tell you something right now, and y'all going to laugh. If Hearns come up with that Jerry Crow, y'all in trouble.
2: <laughs> let me tell you something,
1: man. He was, listen, we laugh at some of these people, like these, like, the, the Soul Globe boy, Eric, what's his name? Eric, um, whatever his name is. Um, Leather um, had it,
0: too. Yeah, yeah it.
1: but no, nah, no, nah, but his was Tommy made that Jerry Crow vicious, like, you know, like a 70s <laughs> pimp, man. Like, uh, he come, you know, when he was hitting Hagler, He was, like, kind of twisting his body when he was hitting him. And it was changing. I was like, dang. Like, I used to think Jerry Crow's was, like, really sweet, man. This boy making the Jerry Crow look mean. He was was hitting him. You got to see how he was. And and he was like, he looked weird, man. He was just like an old man just, like, swatting at a B in the middle of the fight. He was just swinging. And that Jerry Crow was just shaking. And I was like, man, you know what? And we always said this, man. And I'll leave you with this. We played this ba- we played in this basketball league before, and I asked my I asked my cousin, I said, yo, this this gay guy, you know, he went, he wanted to play. And I said, all right. Gay guy was like, yo, man, I got, you know, he said I got my cousin. My cousin played at Hampton. And he was like, all right. Let me tell you something, man. So he had this blonde streak in his hair, and we was laughing, and we was like, yo, man, you're going to, this blonde streak ain't, cut up, like, jean shorts, what I mean, this is 1997, now what I mean, jean shorts, I mean, the way that we're wearing our ripped jeans now, he had, like, booty shorts, like, like, it was weird, it was, like, jean shorts, and, like, Daisy Dukes with rips, and I was just, like, yo, man, like, I hope he don't set nothing crazy man, he tried to take my cousin's head off on a fast break with two hands. I thought my cousin died. And from that point on, I said, we're not judging nobody by no hairstyles no more. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the story. That's the story. And that's why I said, man, if Tommy coming in with that jerry curl, people would be thinking that jerry curl is sweet, man. and and, you know, if you see what I see, man, you can be like, yo, man, if Tommy come with that Jerry Crow, man, you might be in some problems, man, because, you, you know, you <laughs> might try to clown him at that press conference, man, and he might just get more pissed. But you know what, man, I'm going to get you, man. <laughs> he would, he yeah, would kill Foy, though, to be honest. He would kill Foy. And we also talked about how Foy would even struggle with Vernon Forrest, you know, rest in peace. Um, he, you know, Vernon was just one of those guys that really had a had a sneaky pop, but he yeah, had underrated boxing skills, man, and you know, made it as an you know, made in the Olympics. He was a silver medalist and understood how to use distance in his jab, except in the Majorca fight, um in both fights. But um I thought that the best Vernon Forrest would give Foy trouble. But those types of fighters, man, that that jab and jab repeatedly and are not trying to knock Foy out are the type of fighters that give that would give Floyd problems. If you come trying to knock Floyd out and pressure him and all that crap, that stuff's not going to work, man. If you outbox Floyd, and I know that sounds crazy, using a jab and setting him, I think you have a better chance of winning. You know, look at Zab Judah. Look at what Cotto was doing, you know.
0: Oscar,
2: before he stopped
1: using it. Oscar, I mean, even, I mean even, even, think a
0: of, even think of a fighter like Wilfred Benitez.
1: There you, you know, go. Of, yeah, exactly. There you go. So I digress.
0: So I mean, I guess we'll we'll mention he'll he'll make the show at some point, but it's got to be a good one, something that hasn't been touched on because I mean he's always been like at the forefront of uh, you know mythical matchups and so forth. But uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll touch on next week's what if, but uh, that's the show for this week, man. Uh, get home safe. Uh, Bo, and, um, oh, the, I'll up you
1: soon. Prayers up to Haiti, Florida, anybody that's going through the, you know, hurricane, man, please be safe. We'll definitely
0: praying for you. Word. Well, appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you. So, we'll be back, though, next week, and, uh, same time, same channel, and we'll be back. Peace. Alright.